Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summit Newscast. It's your favorite host with the most, Sam the Bomb. And it is December 18th, 2020. And so, speaking of which, so next week is uh, Christmas already. It's fucking, that's fucking wild to me. Um, but yeah, no, next week is Christmas. So, well, it'll be, so the next Saturday would be the 26th after. So Christmas on Friday night. But anyway... Um, this will be the last newscast of the year, okay? So I'm going to take a break for the next two weeks so there won't be any newscasts the next weekend or the week af- weekend after, okay? But so I thought because of that, I would take the end of this podcast to have an opinion piece on 2020 and what that meant for us as a podcast, what it meant for other podcasts, what it meant for um, how we view entertainment, our anime entertainment, and report it back to you. And yeah, I just, just from my observation, I have a couple articles up here, but like, just like I thought that would be kind of cool to kind of like do a little, hmm, I'll look back real quick. You know what I mean? So anyway, that being said, let's just do the non-anime news first and then we'll get into the anime news. I don't have, so because of that, I don't have a lot. Okay. There isn't, there isn't too much. There was a, there was a lot of stuff that did happen today. Like there was a, a, a really cool Nintendo Direct that happened today and we'll, we'll get to that. And some other stuff. But, yeah, I don't have too much. So, let's do it. Last newscast of the year. Almost to the big 100. I, I don't even know what newscast this is. I think it's like number number 90, 95? 90, oh, this is 96. So, yeah. Whew. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. All right, let's do it. Oh, first off, before we start, I, I, I guess this happened yesterday. And I want to dedicate this newscast to Jeremy Bullock. He was the original Boba Fett and he passed away. Um, uh, uh, I think it was a couple days ago. We got the news yesterday. Um, but yeah, he, he passed away. He was, I, you know, I think he was just, uh, Oh, he was 75. Here we go. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure he was, he was, uh, just getting up there and things like that. So, but yeah, Jeremy Bullock, this one's for you. Always put respect on the Fett. Okay. Respect the Fett. Um, shout out to the Mandalorian, which I haven't seen yet. Anyway, so let's get on the non-anime news. First thing on the on the non-anime news, I just like I said earlier, the Nintendo had a little little direct today, but it wasn't really a, a direct on any video games. It was, I mean, they had a mini direct because of Smash, right? Um, but there, the 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 one that they came out with today was literally just Shigeru Miyamoto walking around Super Nintendo World, giving you a a little tour of, of parts of the certain parts of the park. And it was really cool. It was just like a little 10, 13 minute video, whatever, 10, 11, 12 minute video of him just kind of giving you a little tour of it. And my God, like this man, you know, like he's, he created Mario, you know, in the, in the eighties. And here he is, this must be a dream come true for him. Watching him walk around this, you know, the, this parts of the park and stuff like that. Um, he looks so happy. He was having so much fun. And the, the cool thing about it is the, the, how the park is interactive and they call it activities or what he called it was their activities or park activities. So like when you get into the park, you're given a little thing, what they call a power up band. And it just looks like a little watch. And then instead of a watch, it's like a symbol. So like the one he was wearing was a red one with the M on it. And you could go around, and if there was, like, a power block just, like, sitting there, you could hit the bottom of it and get a coin. And that corresponds to the app on your phone, and it tracks all of the... So, like, you connect the watch via Bluetooth or to, to the app on your phone, and then you go around hitting blocks and doing things, interacting with the park and things like that. And it keeps track of everything on your phone. So all the coins you get in your day at the park, every item you get, whatever it's it's amazing i'm like this is so cool that's so fucking cool you know it's not like <clears throat> it's not like surprising breaking technology or anything it's just like it's cool that they thought of that because they literally probably could have just made like a regular old park and people would have been happy with it because it's super fucking mario 
but like they just like they made this thing and it was way cool you know what i mean so um i thought it was super it was he was having so much fun and it was just watching him laugh and smile throughout the whole video is like it's gotta be the greatest thing it was a, like it's a dream come true for him you know he's he created this thing however many years ago and now he's getting a full-on fucking park for it it's fucking cool so yeah universal studios japan um has this in and it opens february 4th so it's part of the universal studios japan uh park so i wouldn't i shouldn't say it's a whole ass park but like it, it is kind of but like it's part of universal studios japan so anyway that that's a really cool i can't wait I, if i ever go to japan that's definitely on the docket along with the million other things i think trisha said something about staying at a hello kitty hotel which would be amazing obviously but yeah we're gonna we're gonna do that we're gonna we're going to super mario world okay babe i don't think she heard me but i'm pretty sure she nodded in agreement anyway y'all know snk they made the neo geo right Neo Geo, Pocket, they made those. And then they stopped making systems, obviously, because, you know, we had Nintendo and Sega and PlayStation. <clears throat> well, I guess they announced that they are making a new console. SNK announced on Tuesday that it will release a new console in 2021. The company described the console as a system to bridge the needs between passionate fans and console gaming enthusiasts. SNK released the Neo Geo Arcade Stick Pro, in November 2019, the hardware can link to Neo Geo Mini System, which shipped in Japan in July 2018 with 40 games from the original system. But yeah, that's all we know. That's all we know, basically. So, I mean, like, obviously, like I said, they had the Neo Geo MVS arcade system, um, and it's its home console counterpart, the Neo Geo AES, um, in 1990. Because um, you have to realize that their arcades, the Neo Geo arcade cabinet, wasn't like what Capcom or Namco used, uh, or what Nintendo uh, cabinets or those system or Pac-Man, like they what they use is a whole ass arcade board that goes into the machine, and then it, it's you know it's connected to the screen, it's connected to the um, the coin op and everything. What what the way that Neo Geo did it was they had a board, yes, but it had four cartridge systems. Or cartridge slots, and they would put these huge ass Neo Geo cartridge games. They would put four of them in one thing, and they would connect it to the board and then connect it to the coin app and the screen. And you could put in your coin, and you would pick which of the four games you wanted to play. That is how a Neo Geo MVS system worked. So the home system was basically that, except it was actually an actual console, like a Super Nintendo. Except you would put the big cartridge in that instead of a uh, you know the the MVS board. But um. Anyway, just went to a fucking Neo Geo tangent there. And they also had the Neo Geo CD, the Hyper Neo Geo 64, and the Neo Geo Pocket, Pocket Color, um, and all that stuff. But So it's really exciting to hear that they're doing a new console, and I would love to cop that. Uh, I in, in this age, with the three bigs we have, the three biggins we have now, I don't know what they're going to do or what they're going to make, but we will see. That's uh, I'm very curious to see what that's all about. Monster Hunter World, Iceborne director Daisuke Ichihara leaves Capcom. Daisuke Ichihara revealed during an interview with the CG World website on Wednesday that he has left Capcom and joined ILCA 3D CG Company as the director of the company's Kyoto developmental team. Um, he recently worked on uh, Monster Hunter World Iceborne and uh, some other things. Uh, he worked on mostly, oh, mostly just Monster Hunter games. And then he was the director for the Iceborne expansion. So, yeah, I don't know if that's uh, – I don't know what ILCA is. I guess I should look it up. Oh, they did a bunch of other just Japanese games. Okay. Looks like they did them for – oh, animation stuff. Okay. Hmm. So he, I guess he is going to get into the animation business. That's pretty cool. Um. Oop, let's save that for the end because that's a big news piece for the end of the non-anime stuff. Dragon Ball Fighters roster adds Super Baby Two. <clears throat> um, Dragon Ball Fighters roster isn't done growing quite yet, and recent V Jump scan that leaked early confirms which arrival is coming next. The next D Fighters DLC arrived in the game soon is Super Baby Two, a character from Dragon Ball GT, and the recent scans give us a little clue what it means for the game. But yeah, Super Baby Two. So basically, there's Baby. Then there's Super Baby and Super Baby 2, which is Baby inside of Vegeta's body in Super Saiyan form, except his hair is, like, white, 
or whatever. But he was a really cool villain. Um, this was a really cool way for Goku to like full on fight Vegeta. I mean, not that he didn't before in the Buu saga when he was Majin, but like this was just like a way to kind of just like to fight like a bloodlusted Vegeta, like no holds barred, you know, because even when Vegeta was Majin, you know, he had some kind of shit left in him and whatever, you know what I mean? Like some emotions and stuff. So I think it's really cool that they included him in fighters. Of course, we got the GT Kid Goku in before, so we've had GT characters before. But it's cool to see a not another Goku, you know what I mean? I guess technically this is another Vegeta, you know, but really, in reality, it's it's Baby. So that is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, Hades Switch update adds cross-save support with PC, which is amazing um, because now when I get it on Steam, I can bring my save over from my Switch over to the steam buns which is nice because to be honest with you though i am pretty f- i will just say i don't want say like without spoiling i am like i passed a lot of the story and pretty much done with the story already so i'm just kind of grinding and playing with heat and whatever but uh i mean i would still love to like you know this is a game i can see myself playing for a long time you know going back to every so often just like i do with uh, dust force or um, some other games. I really love it. So, you know, I, w- I would love to get it on PC. And, you know, I mean, I've sh- so it's that good of a game. I want to own it in two places. You know what I mean? Um, Overwatch's Winter Wonderland started this past Tuesday. I don't know if y'all are playing. Um, I normally only <laughs> play Overwatch when uh, freaking, uh, you know, they do events. <laughs> but the... The Lumberjack Torbjorn is a really cool costume. Um, of course, uh, the returning ones from previous years. You know, we got Rat King, uh, Reaper, and stuff. Ice Prince, Ice Empress Moira, uh, Toybot Zenyatta, really cool. Um, we have May, but she's like in a penguin outfit, and that's the cutest fucking thing ever. May is the best girl. And we have uh, Junkrat as like a fucking elf or some shit. Um, but this elf junk rat is like one of the, it's the week one skin. So like you got to win an arcade or quick play nine times or competitive nine times to get the elf junk rat. Then we'll be gingerbread Anna and then frosty Roadhog for week three. So I'm going to be making sure I do all that. Cause I want all those. The frosty Roadhog is, is a must. Cause even like, even after the holidays, it still looks really cool. Cause he's just a snowman. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you know, super relegated to Christmas since there are places on earth that you can make snowmen all the time. But like it just, he just looks like evil. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, um, if you've ever heard of the game called clay fighter, I'm probably dating myself, but there was a character who was basically a uh, killer snowman and his name was bad. Mr. Frosty. And that's a really weird reference. And I feel super old and I'm going to go jump out a window. Here we go. Pokemon trading card game unveils new battle styles mechanic. So there's this. So the Pokemon card game um, came out with it. So the, the Sword and Shield set started, I should say, a block or era rather. Um, you know, they normally coincide with the game or they try to. So, you know, when the game came out, that's the, the TCG followed uh, probably, I think, like three or four months after. Um, so we've had, I think we've had like eight or nine sets of sort of different sword and shield sets out already. And so this new one is called battle styles, but it introduces like, um, to coincide with the Isle of armor expansion. Um, battle styles allows Pokemon cards to carry either single strike style or rapid strike style. The mechanic will be implemented as part of a newly announced Pokemon trading card game, sword and shield battle styles expansion, much like Uri or Urush Urush, Urshifu, I forgot how you pronounce his name, Urshifu, um, styles in the Isle of Armor expansion, single-strike cards have a tiny bit of red and deliver single powerful attacks with the ability to knock out opponents in one shot. Meanwhile, rapid-strike cards feature blue decoration with attacks that are a bit sneakier and more technical and let let them attack their opponents when they least expect it. These styles are also available as trainer energy cards, which assist... Pokemon of the corresponding style to allow you to build deck centered around single strike or rapid strike. So like an example, they're, they're showing a couple examples here. 
And for those of you who don't know how Pokemon card game mechanics work, each kind of like era, they have like a new version of like a a super card, you know, like a level X or an EX or a, a SP, whatever. So the one of the the ones they have out now is called a Tyran. It's like a V, a V card, where it's like an evolved Pokemon, but it's it's a basic, so you don't have to evolve to like that. So like the one I'm looking at is Tyranitar. Is it's a level three Pokemon, but it's a Tyranitar V, so it's basic. So like you can just play it like that without evolving from Larvitar. <clears throat> um, that being said, this one I'm looking at Tyranitar V is it's labeled a single strike under the name, and it has a move that deals 240 damage. Um, so I guess that that's the goal, right? Because especially this Tyranitar V itself is 230 HP, so you're meant to you're meant to just like you know one shot. Then we have here a Mian Shao that is labeled a Rapid Strike card, and um, it has it has an ability that swings for ninety, but it only costs two energy. And it says your opponent's active Pokemon is now confused, and then you shuffle this Pokemon and all the cards attached to it into into your deck. So it does it does the attack, and then you you take it away. So that could be really hilarious. Um, I've built a deck like that before, where it goes back into your deck or back into your hand. So then you just keep repeating the process and your Pokemon never dies. It's really funny. I I used to do that shit all the time. That's actually really neat, though. I'm glad they're introducing a new battle mechanic um, as opposed to, uh, you know, just introducing a new kind of Pokemon card where it's like an SPEX level X. This kind of makes it kind of cool. Although I don't really see the difference of, you know, you could really just have the card just like it is without labeling it you know what i mean like it doesn't really i guess it's just to make it easier to like build your deck around that kind of thing maybe that's why they put it on there but um here's a urshifu v rapid strike and then an urshifu uh v max rapid strike and then we have the single strike urshifu um where it's like you know different stances or whatever so that's pretty cool anyway i talked a long time for that about that so my bad uh <laughs> Uh, Mortal Kombat pushes premiere date to spring 2021 on HBO Max. I think we talked about that already, right? Because they were how uh, they all of WB's slated movies for 2021 are all going to go on HBO Max. Um, so there's that. Disney announces Chippendales, uh, Rescue Rangers getting a hybrid live action animated film. Um, John Mulaney, Andy Samberg. That's a fucking amazing. I hope that they that they better do do well on that. If they don't, I'm gonna bust somebody up so bad. Oh my god! If you fuck up, Rescue Rangers. Oh my god, John Mulaney is Chip and Andy Samberg is Dale. I mean, I think they can do it. Those are both pretty funny guys. Andy Samberg can do a ton of voices. Um, I'm pretty sure. So I'm excited for that. Um, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um. So that's going to be cool. That's going to be cool. I also didn't know this, and I'm just going to say it now because we have a lot of Mob Psycho stands as listeners. Today, literally today, and I didn't even fucking know it. I'm going to go to my local game shop and see if they have this. They came out with Mob Psycho 100 White Short Starter Deck. And holy cow, man. Some of the cards look super sweet. I'm excited. I'm going to play the shit out of that. Uh. So because of this uh, Warner Brothers thing where they are putting all their movies on HBO Max in 2021, um, and I think they're also also still going to go on theaters too, but I guess major theater chains are considering making it so going to the theater to see a WB movie, it's going to be really cheap. So like, if I want to go see Mortal Kombat in the theater the tickets are going to be like majorly discounted because they don't want to give profit to the studio, I guess, or something. I don't fucking know. Like they, they, they they want people to come to the theater, obviously. Right. And because they put everything to HBO max, the theater is losing money. So they're considering slashing their ticket prices for WB movies. So you'll go see it there instead of, your HBO Max subscription. Because, I mean, think about it, right? For me, the theater experience is everything. I grew up in that era. I'm biased. I'm talking like a boomer. I get it. But, like, 
I, I love the theater. I love the theater. There's something about going in there, paying $10 for a small popcorn, sitting next to your honey, you know, and you hold their hand a little bit. You know, maybe they touch you in, in the titty a little bit while you sip uh, your $18 large Pepsi. But, like, the theater experience is where it's at, okay? And I think I understand well, I don't. I mean, I kind of don't, but I, I don't know. This whole thing is a mess. This whole thing is a mess. And we'll talk about it more when we talk about my my thing at the end. So here's the big piece of the non-anime news. CD Projekt Red provides update on Cyberpunk 2077 refunds. Um, uh, this this one I'm reading is as of today. So, so basically what happened is a bunch of people wanted refunds because a bunch of people bought it for Xbox One and PlayStation 4. And the versions of those of the game that are on PS4 and Xbox One were horrible, and just just horrible graphics wise. Everything is just bad. I mean, not only is the game overall buggy itself on every system, but just like they did not, and they I guess admittedly so. I, I have to find the. I don't think I have that article up, but I guess admittedly so they did not put a lot of effort into the past console versions um the ps4 and xbox one versions and so what i've been hearing from just people in our discord talking about it including quokka um is how buggy it is um and everything i've i've, I've seen some of you talking in the discord saying i'm more i'm getting a refund because this is what was crazy um and quokka is playing it on uh, his Chromecast, I think he said. So like, uh, he's using the Google thing. Is it Stadia? I don't. I, I don't. Is Stadia and Google the same thing? They're the same thing, right? Anyway, that's how Quoka's playing it, and Quoka says it runs perfect. He hasn't had any problems or issues. Like obviously, there's little clipping graphics issues here and there, but he said other than that, it runs perfect. And so it's funny because like when 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 he was talking about that, when they were talking, Quoka and some of our listeners were talking about it. I, I was like, I made a comment like, it's funny because like we always, I always made fun of Quoka for using that service and not just, you know, playing it on a console, like a, you know, like a real gamer. Oh, like obviously I'm joking. Right. But like, you, you know, my stance on the Stadia and the stream platform stuff, like the stream console stuff, because like, like the whole thing with data caps and things like that, like it just doesn't seem feasible. It seems really weird. It seems super goofy. So like, as I'm making fun of that and shit like that, here's Koga saying, ah, the game runs perfect for me. And I'm like, damn. But then when I look back on it, though, it's just, just one game, you know? And even if there were Stadia people here, you know, in, in North America, because Koga is obviously in Singapore. But, like, here in North America, if people here are using Stadia, um, you know, th there's a lot of people who have data caps. I, my internet, thankfully, I don't have data cap. Um, but like even my friend who lives, my friend Joel, who I did, uh, who I did, uh, uh, cards in hand with, you know, like he, he, where he lives, he has data caps, you know? So it's just like, it, Stadia is not feasible. So it's like, not everyone has access to that. It's really, it's bullshit. So anyway, they're offering a refund. They put out a statement. Um, like apparently PlayStation four was, they were, they were saying, go through the, CD Projekt Red, they were saying go through the PlayStation 4's um, refund process to get a refund. And for some reason, it wasn't working. So then people were getting pissed, and they were tweeting at and emailing, messaging CD Projekt Red saying, what the fuck? And so they put out a statement today and said, we've just started reaching out to people who sent us a message with a confirmation of receipt. We send these emails out in waves, so don't worry if you don't receive an answer immediately. At the same time, we'd like you to know that our intention is for every owner of a physical copy or a digital copy bought at retail who has valid proof of purchase and sends us an email at helpmerefund at cdprojectred.com within the time window to receive a refund. We will do this out of our own pocket if necessary. If you are unable to obtain a refund for the game from the store where you bought it, please contact us via email until December 21st as this is a one-time initiative. We will provide everyone with next steps only after the refund request submission window closes. For digital versions, please follow the refund process of each respective platform. 
So, I mean, they were telling people that, but then, like, people started taking the, the game off of their store. And for a lot of PlayStation users, it wasn't working. And it's just horrible. Very, very bad. This, this is horrible. Okay? This is super bad. First of all, the game came out buggy. Then the past console versions, and it's, it's weird saying past console versions, but, like, the, the PS4 and Xbox One versions were horrible looking. Uh, game was crashing when it, when certain clips and bugs happened. I saw that certain missions that were being activated crashed the game as well. Very horrible. Very bad. Okay. Um, apparently, Microsoft and Xbox support tweeted today. They said, Cyberpunk 2077. To ensure that every player can get the experience they expect on Xbox, we will be expanding our existing refund policy to offer full refunds to anyone who purchased Cyberpunk 2077 digitally from the Microsoft Store until further notice. While we know the developers at CD Projekt Red have worked so hard to ship Cyberpunk 2077 in extremely challenging circumstances, we also realize that some players have been unhappy with the current experience on older consoles. And Sony has opened up refunds and has delisted the game completely. Um, while it's still listed on Microsoft, it's been much easier getting a refund there, and now the company is making it even easier. Um, but yeah, there. So they, Sony put out a statement to, yesterday, and they said, uh, "SIE, <clears throat> Sony Interactive Entertainment, strives to ensure a high level of customer satisfaction." Therefore, we will begin to offer a full refund for all gamers who have purchased Cyberpunk 2077 via PlayStation Store. Uh, SIE will also be removing Cyberpunk 2077 from PlayStation 4 until uh, PlayStation Store until further notice. Once we have confirmed that you purchased Cyberpunk 2077 via PlayStation Store, we will begin processing your refund. Please note that completion of the refund may vary based on your payment method and financial institution. Oh man. Yeah, this is very bad. This is very bad. And we've had this discussion. Okay? I called this. And I, I, I didn't want to say anything. I wanted to wait until I, I saw what people, when, what what our listeners in Discord were saying, what people on my friends list on social media were saying, what my friends locally were saying, my IRL friends. I wanted to see what everyone said about the game first. Now, aside from the things my personal opinions from some of the stuff in the game just overall how this started is really bad i called this okay not with this game and specifically but but many 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 years ago probably like three or four years ago i like oh and actually you know what yeah about three or four because so for those of you who don't know the 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 live cast show i used to do called cards in hand with joel <clears throat> excuse me with Joel um w we did like a reboot of it because like I had I had been done with it before I started anime summit podcast but then when I during when I was doing anime summit we started it up again so I was doing both two both shows for a little bit um that it, it, it transitioned from like a tabletop show to just a straight up nerd show and we just talked about all kinds of stuff and one of the episodes we came out with was the future of video games because like we were talking about i think we were t at the time we were talking about some call of duty game or something where the the way activision was handling stuff and the way uh, ea and activision was handling something that went that was really shitty um and things like that and we were talking about how digitally purchasing games and the future of video games and how they put out games and dlc and all that stuff i'm pretty sure that one of us probably probably him probably joel said that something like this was going to happen and um it, like first it happened with no man's sky okay that was horrible that was that was bad okay the uh, before that diablo 3 okay that was pretty bad also then there's this but you don't expect it from cd project red okay you expect it from big companies like blizzard and things like that but it's just like this was bad this was horrible. And I said this was going to happen. We said it. 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 Okay? And you can sit there and call me old lady Sam, old lady Sam. You're just a fucking millennial. Fuck you. No. I fucking told you. I said it. And I didn't say anything this past week about it at all, anywhere. Because I, I wanted to wait and see, okay, maybe it's, I don't want to. 
I don't want to sound like a fucking old fogey, you know, because I'm fucking, I'm like 80 years old right now yelling at you. But like, no, seriously, like I said it. Okay. It's not the same. Gaming is not the same. It's not the same. I have never had an issue purchasing a game on Steam. I have never had an issue purchasing a game at the store and bringing it back, putting it in my console, you know, whether it was a cartridge or a CD. I've never had that issue ever. And then you wonder why places like GameStop and this and that and whatever is going out of business. This is why. This is horrible. This is bad. This is what happens when you do this kind of shit, this digital shit and and whatever. When you hype up games like this, in the age of the internet, these games are hyped up way more. And that's this is exactly what happened. You know what I'm saying? That with the, and I'm not saying like fuck the internet, uh, fuck you kids and your phones and stuff like that. I'm not saying that. Okay, I know I, I realize how much of like an old fogey I sound like right right now, but honestly, if if video games, because okay, because back then, the way you advertised your video games was on the TV, on a commercial, or in a magazine, you know, on 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 uh, on different all the different video game magazines we had, Nintendo Power, uh, PC Gamer, back when Game Informer was doing print, things like that. That's how you advertised your game. And there was a standard, okay, because you put it on the cartridge, you put it in the box, and you send it to the store, and that was it. There's no going back and fixing things, okay? Nowadays, that's what we have, right? We can patch things. We can go back and fix it later because of the demand and the way the internet works and the way you hyping people up on the internet, you just put out the game just like that. And I understand that the pandemic really kind of made people anxious and things like that. It made you, it, I feel like it rushed CD Projekt Red and they just ended up putting out because it, they want to put it out. You know what I mean? They want to hide, they want to ride on the pandemic success. Of, oh, well, people are going to be home. So we <laughs> let's release it now. So everyone buys it since they're going to be stuck at home or people are going to be quarantining, you know, whatever. And I think I'm doing incoherent babbling right now. But like, honestly, it, 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 there's no standard. There is no standard. They, the company will tell you that there is one. There is none. Back in the day, you put it on the PCB board or the motherboard. You screwed it inside of a cartridge. You screwed the cartridge shell on it. You stuck it in the box and you sent it to the store. That's it. There was no going back. There's, I can think of a few times where uh, a cartridge game or a, an SD card game, like a DS game or whatever, had a bug issue and then they offered, you know, uh, they offered exchanges for a new patched version, and then you would just put it in the mail, and then you would get a new cartridge. I, I, I can think of a few instances where that happened, for sure. But when it came to games like on PlayStation 2 or GameCube or even PS3, you put it on the CD, you write it on the CD, you mass produce them, they're gone. They leave your factory, they go to the store, you buy it, you take it home, you put it in your console, you already bought it, you bought it one time, you play the game, boom. That is no longer the case. And I said that four or five years ago when we did this, when we talked about it. I said, that is no longer going to be the case. That is not going to be the case anymore. Mm -mm. Nope. Not at least not for these big games. And I hope all these other game devs take note of this. You'd think they would have taken note of it when it happened with Diablo 3 and No Man's Sky and the few other games that this, this happened to. But no, this was terrible. This was really bad. And if I'm wrong on this, if I'm missing something, then please, you know, holler at me and, and we can talk about it and, and you know, you know, educate me because I this is purely just from my observation. OK, but like this was this was this is bad. In my opinion, this is bad. Very bad. I, I'm glad that that they're offering a refund to people. That's all I can say. That's good. Anyway. Wow. I went on a fucking tangent there. OK, and obviously. Um, Smokey's waiting for me because we're going to go downstairs and um, <clears throat> do some blow. But anyway, let's take a small break real quick and we'll get into the anime news. Hey everybody, Sam from Anime Summit here and I'm here to talk to you about matcha tea from tpaz.com. This matcha is uh, harvested from Uji, Japan and is certified organic matcha. It's a healthy and organic stress reliever, cognitive boost full of antioxidants and full of natural caffeine to wake you up in the morning. Go to tpaz.com 
and use anime at the checkout to get 20% off. Or you can go to um, matcha.animesummit.net and it'll auto-apply the coupon for you. Matcha tea at tpaz.com. Boom, check that out for me. Okay, links.animesummit.net. You can find everything right there. Patreon.com slash anime summit. And I, I really want to, I know I said this on the last episode, on the Krampus episode, but I really just want to thank you guys again for for, for those of you um, for, for, for for being patrons, you know, during this, this, this year with the pandemic and everything. It was, it was really nuts. And uh, for those of you who's, who stuck around and being patrons, even if you, you, if you were a patron earlier this year and no, no longer are a patron, I still thank you for being a patron at all in the first place. Whether you are right now or you were and not anymore, thank you, thank you anyway, because it, it's amazing. It's to, to during these times of uncertainty and this crazy pandemic, I, I, I really appreciate it. And to just the listeners in general, um, for me personally, um, I can't speak for Nick and Danny. Um, but for me personally, it was very, very hard. Um, you, you think, you think the next year is going to be fine. You think, oh, 2020 is going to be my shit. You know, I'm going to rock that shit. I'm going to own it. And then <laughs> nobody, nobody got to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause, cause of the pandemic and, uh, but a pandemic aside, let's say, right. If the pandemic didn't happen. Uh, for me personally, it was very hard in terms of growth and in terms of hardships and um, dealing with people and things like that. So I really appreciate it for all your continued support and your continued listen listenership. And I hope that this next year and the year after that and the year after that and the year after that and after that and after that, that this podcast will continue to be to will continue to grow and continue to be a part of your lives just as much as all of you are a part of mine. So I really appreciate that. I'm about to cry. So I'm going to stop. So, woo. Okay. Anyway, shut up. Don't, nobody, don't nobody look at me. Okay. I'm fine. I'm, I just got, I was chopped. Trisha was chopping onions earlier. Okay. Shut up. Anyway, let's get into the anime news. Okay. World trigger anime already gets the third season with the second season premiering this winter. They've already announced a third season. So if you're into World Trigger, I heard this show is super sick. It's 73 episodes, and this second season, I guess, is like 12 episodes or something like that. But I heard it was super cool, um, and I, I, I want to watch it. I, if anyone, you know, any World Trigger fans out there, tell me to watch it. Tell me to watch it. Um, Record of Ragnarok manga gets anime in 2021. Um Warner Brothers Japan announced on Friday that it is producing an anime adaptation of Shinya Umamura's Ajichika and Takumi Fukui's Record of Ragnarok manga that will debut in 2021. And they revealed a teaser trailer. And yeah, this is like, isn't this like some like some shit where like gods fight in an arena or some shit? Because I'm seeing Lubu gear thor zeus like those are those are different those are all different fucking gods right because like lubu is chinese zeus is greek thor is nordic or norse mythology right seven million years of human civilization is coming to an end every 1000 years all the gods of the world gather in heaven to attend the conference of mankind's survival all the gods agree to bring an ultimate end to the mankind due to their past foolish acts but before the final verdict is made, Brunhild, the eldest of thirteen Valkyrie sisters, make an objection. To spice things up, why don't you just why don't you test humans? Her proposal was to have a god versus humanity's final struggle, also known as the Ragnarok, where all the gods from the world and champions from the entire human history enters one on one battle. The first team to win seven battles out of thirteen will be the winner. It seems almost impossible for the humans to win against the gods, although gods sneer at them. Brunhild makes a further provocation. Are you chickening out? The, this, that touches God's nerves, and they accept her proposal in anger. Therefore, Brunhild and her sisters must choose 13 of the strongest champions throughout human history. Oh, that's... It's kind of sick, actually. 
That's kind of sick, actually. I heard this manga was lit. Now it's getting an anime. Maybe I should read it. Have any of you guys read that? If you've read it, let me know. Uh, bottom tier character Tomozaki anime. Full promo video, opening theme song. Uh, yeah, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, right? Tomozaki is one of the best gamers in Japan, and in his opinion, the game of real life is one of the worst. No clear-cut rules for success, horribly balanced, and nothing makes sense. But then he meets a gamer who's just as good as him, and she offers to teach him a few exploits. Yeah, it's like a rom-com, but it's some gamer shit. The girl looks really cute. The girl and the guy, the two, the main, the two main uh, characters, they look super cute. I'm like low key, low key but high key but low key, you know. Evangelion, <clears throat> excuse me, Evangelion Legend of Pico Pico Middle School students, manga creators draw two new Mega Man manga. Um, so Neon Genesis Evangelion Legend of the Pico Pico Middle School was like a, it's like a spinoff kind of cute uh manga um i think it was like it was serialized in young ace i don't remember what it's exactly it's about but uh i think it's like an alternative like reality anyway the mangaka for that uh drew two uh mega man uh mangoes so these look really cool um it looks like one of them is like Avert, it's like a I have no idea it looks like Dr. Light when he was young or something or Mega Man when he's older I have no idea it looks super cool though looks super cute um, that is going to uh, debut in Kadokawa's Young Ace Up website uh, yeah I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to read that because I love Mega Man Mega Man is Ace Kodansha USA partners with Inker app to add more manga titles Kodansha Comics announced on Thursday that it has expanded its partnership with comics distribution platform and app Inker, A-I-I-N-K-R, I-N-K-R, introducing the following new manga titles to the service, Attack on Titan, To Your Eternity, A Silent Voice, Your Lie in April. Kodansha Comics and Inker will also add more titles to the service this week, including titles that have inspired anime such as Fire Force, Fairy Tale, and The Seven Deadly Sins. Inker launched in April after pirated manga, uh, manga aggregator app Mangarak shut down its service. When it launched, Inker announced partnerships with Tokyopop, FanFan, Comic Loft, and Tan Comics to publish manga, webtoons, and manhwa digitally. Um, you know what? I'm gonna try this app, this Inker app. Let me know if uh, let me know if you've tried it. I'm gonna try it. If you want me to do a little review of it, I wanna well Chaguala. Redo of Healer TV anime second promo reveal is January 13th premiere, so this is coming winter season. Uh, the revenge fantasy story centers on Kayagara. Uh, or Kayarga, who uh, is a healer. He's tossed around by his fellow adventurers on the assumption that healers cannot fight on their own. However, when he achieves the ultimate healing magic and heals the world itself, he goes back four years to redo his life. So yeah, this is like a fantasy. It's not like an isekai or anything like that. It's just a straight-up fantasy uh, anime. Um, it's uh, based on a light novel, though, so it could come off very isekai-ish, I bet. Netflix adds X-Men Wolverine anime. Um... The so like there's the there's the uh, the one produced by Madhouse, and then the Wolverine one. Uh, oh yeah, these are both the Madhouse ones. Okay, these are both came out in 2011. I thought it was a new Wolverine one, but anyway, I do have the DVD for the the X Men one. So if you've ever seen it, um, it's not very good, but it's <laughs> it looks cool. You know, it's it's X Men and anime, so it looks cool. Um, two four three Cyan High School. Boys volleyball team anime reveals promo video visual. It's called, yeah, it's called 243 or 2.43. The story centers on Kimichi Kahajima, who got into some serious trouble on his middle school volleyball team. As a result, he transferred from Tokyo to Fukui Prefecture, where he again met his childhood friend, Yuni Kuraba. Yuni has overwhelmed talent in volleyball, but is weak to pressure. And Yuni and Kimichika had become the ace combo at their team in middle school, but they had a fight at the end, final prefecture tournament. Now in high school, at Saiyan High School, Kimichika and Yuni have severed their relationship, but both joined the volleyball club. Along with the second year and third year students in the club, they work to make Saiyan High School's volleyball club a rising star in Fukui Prefecture. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, another volleyball anime, but this looks not... So it's not... This looks more of like a... Um, you know, story driven. Not that High Q is not story driven, but like High Q is like a shonen, right? So it's like um, this kind of the art. The art style reminds me of uh, Run with the Wind a little bit, kind of. So it does look really nice. 
Um, G Kids post two clips from Lupin the Third, the first CG anime film. Um, this is the CG film that came out. Uh, I think end of uh twenty eighteen or whatever. Right. I don't remember. But anyway, this is the uh the the CG fully CG anime. So it's it looks like a Pixar movie, I should say. Cuz I feel like when I say CG anime, you think of like Berserk or Land of Lustrous or or Batman Ninja Dory Hadoro. When I say CG animation, I mean like it looks like it's it's like 3D animated. Like it looks like fucking uh I should just say that, right? 3D animated. It looks like a Pixar movie or like a like Frozen, you know what I mean? But in anime form. It looks really cool. I I wanted to watch this for a long time. And yeah, that looks super cool. So I guess that's coming to North America um, in theaters. I don't know when, though. It doesn't say. Um, Oh, but with the... With the pandemic, it probably didn't, right? So anyway, keep an eye out for that. Go to G-Kids website and it'll probably say... Tokyo Revengers Anime's first video announces cast staff in April debut. Oh, I'm so excited for this, man. You have no idea. You have no idea how excited I am for this. I, It's going to be amazing, man. Uh, the animation looks, you know, it looks decent. It looks okay, you know, uh, but it does look clean. Like, it has that clean style where it's, you know, uh, two shades and obviously, like, the the effects of him jumping back in time and stuff like that. It, it does look really cool. It looks super sick. I'm excited for this. Draken looks like they're, they're trying to keep it pretty close to the manga style, the style of the manga, which is really cool. Um, obviously with to tweak it slightly. So it looks more better fitting for an anime. Um, but I'm, I'm so fucking excited for this. You have no idea. If the fight scenes are good, then it's going to be good. I Hopefully they don't skimp on the fight scenes. Um, but yeah, they've, um, have released a couple of uh, teasers and designs and stuff like that already of the characters on Twitter and stuff. So, um, Funimation debut streaming app on the switch. Uh, seems really goofy. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe I should download it on my switch and see what it's like, huh? Uh, battle athletes, uh, Doyun Dokai restart. Uh, the official website for battle athletes, Dayun Dokai restart, Romanized as Battle Athletes Dayundakai Restart on the website. The anime of Rui Takato's new Pale Blue Dot Battle Athletes Dayundakai Restart manga began streaming a new promotional video for the anime on Wednesday with the video website revealed the anime's first three cast member staff in April um, and all that good stuff. Um, so basically Battle Athletes, the premise of Battle Athletes is is it's kind of like a, it's like in the future and it's intergalactic and it's basically the Olympics, but um, interdimensional. So, like, there's the Earth representative, there's uh, people from Mars, things like that. So, um, the manga features a completely new story for the 90s multimedia franchise Battle Athletes Victory. In the science fiction sports action story set in the year 5100, elite athletes from around the solar system compete to become Cosmic Beauty, the champion of a huge athletic tournament. The prologue chapter includes images of the new competitors as well as Lari Feldnund, uh, Chris Christopher, and Akari Kanzaki, um, the cosmic beauties of 100 years ago. Um, yeah, so these are new characters. These are not the same characters from Victory. Um, I So I've seen Battle Athletes Victory. I totally forgot about it. I do have the tapes on, on VHS, so I've seen all of it. Um, I kind of want to rewatch it now just to get hyped for this one. But, yeah, it, Battle Athletes is really cool. What was really kind of goofy about Battle Athletes Victory is one of the characters, and I believe it was Chris Christopher, actually. Um, I'm trying to remember which character it was. Hold on. Let me look it up real quick. One of them was – and, you know, they didn't have the vocabulary for it back then because this is in the 90s. Um, I'm sure the vocabulary they did have for it was, you know, kind of outdated. But the, one of the characters was trans. Like, they were they they were assigned male at birth and then raised as a, raised as a, uh, uh, a girl. And so she, okay, that's not her. Hold on. I think it was, I think it was Chris Christopher. I'm, I'm Googling the fucking names right now because I want to see. Um, 
uh oh Kimi no it wasn't her damn it I don't remember the character's name she was just like one of the friendly characters so she wasn't one of the, like the final girls at the end but it was really it was really funny because like they all were getting in the hot tub and after like a, a uh, like a rigorous training session and they're like you have a fucking pee pee and she was like yeah I thought like you know some girls had him and some girls had the other thing and they're like, uh, <laughs> and then it, it was kind of like a, it, it was meant to be comedic, you know, but, um, anyway, in my opinion, looking back on that scene, I have to rewatch it again. I don't think it was that offensive to me personally. Um, but I, it, it, <laughs> it was kind of peculiar. It was kind of funny. They didn't make it, it was supposed to be comedic in, in the way where it was like, they were shocked to see a girl with, uh, you know, uh, a, a wang, I should say. Not that your gender is based on genitals, but like they were shocked to see it and they were all naked together. And I think that was supposed to be the comedic part. Uh, not so much the, the fact that, you know what I mean? Anyway, battle athletes is actually, it, it's kind of corny in a little way, but like the, the, like it was just typical Olympic stuff. Like there was other sports that they invented for the anime, but like one of them was like literally just like running track with hurdles and stuff. And the outfits were super cute, you know what I mean? So I'm excited to watch this. You know, this could be really cool. This could be a sports anime that, you know, is kind of uh, different in that sense, you know what I mean, I guess you could say. Because um, it's kind of a sci-fi as well, you know what I mean? So here's another, speaking of sports anime, Burning Kabaddi, sports TV anime. Uh, this one is uh, basketball, I think. Yeah. Uh, the manga story centers on first-year high school student Tatsuya Yoigoshi. Oh, no, it's soccer. Okay, a former ace soccer player who dislikes sports. He gets invited to join a team for the contact sport Kabaddi. He scoffs at the idea at first, but becomes interested after watching a Kabaddi practice. Okay, what's Kabaddi? Can someone tell me what that is? Hold on, let's Google it. Kabaddi Jabadi. Kabodi Shabodi. Shabudi. Oh, okay, here, I'm going to read it right now. This is straight on Wikipedia. Ready for this shit? Kabaddi is a contact team sport played between two teams of seven players. The objective of the game is for a single player on offense, referred to as the Raider, to run into opposing teams half of a court, tag out as many of their defenders as possible, and return to their own half of the court, all without being tackled by the defenders, and in a single breath. Points are scored for each player tagged by the Raider, while the opposing team earns a point for stopping the Raider, Players are taken out of the game if they are tagged or tackled, but are brought back in for each point scored by their team for a tag or tackle. And it originated in in India. Uh, wow, okay. And I guess they play it in other Middle Eastern countries and South Asian countries as well. That's really cool. So we're getting a sports anime about the sport called Kabaddi, and it's based on a manga. And the manga debuted in Shogakukin's Manga One app and or a Sunday website in 2015. So there you go. That's crazy, man. Okay, very cool, very cool. All right, let's get into my opinion about 2020 and my observation about 2020. And I was about to get into it in the middle there during after our break, and I was about to, like, cry and shit. Um, I'll be honest with you. Like, looking back, and I'm looking back at uh, – I'm, I'm kind of uh, looking through – I was looking through Mal earlier when Trisha was cooking downstairs. And, um, you know, a lot of it was just things getting delayed. It's not like we never got anything, you know, um, which is which is cool. But also the part that's bugging me is if somebody died of COVID just to made sure, make sure we had anime, that would have made me feel like shit. <laughs> like, I just... And I don't want to get into the politics of, of how many people have died already, okay? And I, I... I really hope out of all the people who have suffered... Like, gets some kind of... I hope they never get forgotten. Okay, I'll just say that. But, you know, in terms of entertainment, it really was just like... How everything just got delayed... But then, of course, now we have this thing with Warner Brothers and how everything is going to streaming. And, you know, on that episode that I talked about when we talked about cyberpunk and I talked about how entertainment was going to change and evolve and get worse, get get better, get worse. 
we've talked about it many times on this newscast about how streaming services are going to change. Con- things are turning into purely for convenience factor and things like that. And uh, convenience is really nice. Uh, don't get me wrong. You know, as somebody who is uh, getting older and more tired and, uh, you know, things of that nature, I totally get <laughs> convenience. But um, I really wish we could be getting convenience in all the right places and not the places where I don't think we need them as bad. And I think this pandemic showed a lot of problems. It exposed a lot of problems that we've been complaining about and been having. Except as far as the entertainment industry goes, it just exposed how people can get away with just selling convenience to you. And that's a little scary. Um, <clears throat> because now theaters are are considering the, the, just that alone, that, that, that situation alone. Theaters considering slashing price tickets on Warner Brothers movies just so they can try and get you to come to the theater, you know. Um, that sucks, man. That's horrible. Um, and, you know, we could sit here all day and talk about who's, whose fault it is or whose fault it isn't, whatever. But I'm not going to do that. What, I, what, I, what I'm talking about, though, is I, I hope that and I, I got to find a way I, I for me personally and I'm I'm not trying trying to tell you guys how to spend your money or whatever but for me personally like I keep saying I keep talking a lot of shit like oh I got to start buying more physical soon to support this and support that and whatever and I always just come up short or I just never fucking do it and I just um I need to start doing that that's my that's my observation that's all I'm going to say that's what it is that's it I need to start putting my money where my mouth is um, because and, and putting it w- where I don't want it to be, you know, what I mean, taking away from where I don't want it to be, obviously, because <sighs> I don't know, man, I, I don't think the movie theater industry is going to die. I think there's I honestly think there's too many of us who just love the movie theater experience too much, to be honest with you. I, I, I really do. And, and and that's mostly I'm mostly speaking on, on young people you know what I mean like um, a lot of kids younger than me love going to the fucking theater you know what I mean it's it's a hangout for them you know it's a hangout for me you know before this you know a couple of years ago I was like I'm gonna start going to the movie theater more and we did you know me and Trisha and our, our other girlfriend and her husband we were going every week you know we saw Sonic we saw Avengers Endgame we saw um Oh, what else did we see? We saw Star Wars. Um, we, we were seeing movies every week, you know, and um, there was even some nights where I didn't go and it was just Caden uh, and Trisha and they went or or whatever. You know what I mean? So like or sometimes it's just me and Trisha. We, we would go and we would go to one movie theater by our house. We'd go to one closer to to a friend's house. You know what I mean? Um, it wasn't the same movie theater every time, but. And I'm just one person, right? Like, obviously, me. When the pandemic is 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 over, um, which who knows when that's going to be, and I start going to movie theaters again, I'm just one person. Like, I by myself, I'm not gonna like single handedly, financially hold up or save a movie theater just because I patron it. You know, it it'll take all of us, and um, or a lot of us rather, um. But I just want to say that if you can, you know, if you if you care about something, um, you want to give life to that thing, right? If you care about a painting, you'll paint it. If you care about um, your cat, you'll feed it. You know what I mean? Like it's the same. If you care about your plant, you'll water it. That that's that's kind of what I mean. If I care about movie theaters, I'll go to them. And if, and like I said, I can't do it by myself. It'll take a lot of us to do that, you know. And uh, so I just, it's it's kind of one of those. I'm kind of giving one of those, you know, hold your 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 loved ones close, kind of speeches, you know. Um, and that's kind of corny, I guess. 
But in terms of entertainment and how it's affected us as a podcast, uh, in terms of anime, it really hasn't affected us as a podcast that much. Um, it, it really hasn't. You know, we were still able to review the things we wanted to and things like that, you know. Um, it's not like it ruined completely ruined what we were doing. Um, you know, it, it wasn't that, it wasn't a big deal for us. Um, in terms of in terms of making up the podcast, it wasn't a big deal. Um, you know, things just got delayed. Okay, uh, so we were okay. You know what I mean. But in terms of people's jobs and livelihoods and things like that, it's like shit. You know. So if you care about your plant, you're gonna water it. You get me? That's all I wanted to say. That's all I wanted to say. And I, I hope that you can do that with me. Um, I'd really appreciate it. So that being said, I love you guys very much. I'll always love all of you. And uh, this has been the Anime Summit Newscast. <laughs>